You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Rounds Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, I don't have no AKAs for the day. Um, do with that what you will. And I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. Hey everybody, it's Candace, not so newly with PC on all social media. Uh, I too am without a, an AKA today, but that's because we have a lot to cover. Before we get into our shows, I want to talk about something that is sitting on my spirit as it pertains to Martel Holt of Love and Marriage Huntsville. Two things. <laughs> Two things. Ines wine is uh, $39 for one bottle. Wait, um, hold on. Whoa, 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 hold on. Excuse me. I nest wine, the red blend, the sweet red blend is $39 for one bottle, but that's not what's really going to shock you. What's going to shock you is that when the wine finally went live and was available for purchase, um, the description of the wine was copy and pasted from Sutter Holmes' website, which is subsequently where Martel got this wine. He is selling Sutter Home Red Blend for $39 that has an INS label over it. You should go to jail. Boy. Boy. And and not only did he copy and paste, he copy and pasted so poorly so that he copy and pasted the description from Sutter Home's Red Blend that is supposedly non-alcoholic while he says that his wine has 13.5% alcohol. Well, so how are you selling a non-alcoholic wine with 13.5% alcohol in it? Again, just the more that Martel does and fails, the more it's just made perfectly plain, stakingly obvious that Mill was the brains behind the operation. Because boy, boy. First of all, the fact that you're selling that wine for $39 in this economy. Yeah. Secondly, the fact that you copied and pasted it from, boy, I, go to jail. Go, go under the jail, Montero. Go under the jail. And do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Just go, go straight to, to hell. hell. Go to hell. The other part is, Martel is currently taking Mel to court to try and get full custody of their children because he says that she is too busy to be a parent. <sighs> big yawn, nigga. Big, big yawns. Super big yawns. You're a liar. You're a liar. And you're weird. The audacity of him trying to do this when for they, for all of their uh, marriage, he wasn't a prisoner and accounted for a parent because that's a quote-unquote woman's job. I know you fucking lie. Not only that, after you and Mel divorce, your credit is so motherfucking bad that you can't get an efficiency apartment without a first and last month's rent and a security deposit. You and them motherfucking kids would be homeless if they had to depend on you for all of their support needs. Mm. You are a fucking loser. You're trying to get, definitely trying to get some child support. But the part that's crazy to me is you just crashed Mel and the kids family vacation like a fucking stowaway only to come back and have the audacity and the unmitigated gall to file for full custody of your children because she dares to not take you back and allow her place allow you to have a place in her life like that 
Let's this get to the meat and potatoes because that's what this yeah. really is about. This is bitterness personified. You mm-hmm. want your what your ex wife back, and she don't want you. You do everything in your power to try to get her attention, and none of it makes none of it works for her. Case in point, this whole charade thing, bitch. How you helping Sheree build a pool and you don't have no motherfucking builder's license? How you gonna help her get she by Sheree off the ground when Ines ain't nothing but Sutter home red blend? And you didn't have enough sense to, to copy a description that would work for you. You are a loser. And then Sheree, So my question to you... I'm gonna, get, Go I'm gonna throw Sheree in this mix. I don't fuck with Marlo, but like Marlo said, Sheree, love yourself. <laughs> because you all on social media claiming that you and this man is dating, and he all on social media telling people that y'all are absolutely not dating, and you don't know, he don't know why you would say that. Bitch, you are down truly, 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 more than them fucking seltzers in the can, truly, truly down bad. When a nigga with five kids and two baby mamas won't claim you. My go thing sit is, on that lady. Go sit on that lady couch, Sheree. You pathetic. I mean, not only that, to add to that, why in the mother of fuck? Because obviously she knows who Martel is. Obviously she knows like the show to some degree what he's done. Why the fuck would you claim that nigga knowing who he is? And what and he's her, she has hung out with Mel on an occasion or two, as was confirmed by Mel. And so my issue is not only are you uh, claiming to be dating the ex-husband of someone that you were once cool with, you are dating a man who publicly humiliated his ex-wife at every possible fucking turn. Every single turn. And that's what make the kitty go woo-woo. Uh, talk space. <laughs> talk space. Talk space is available. Use promo code she. She by her fucking self. She can't she buy- get nobody to claim her. She can't keep no man. She, she can't. Buy- she, can't <laughs> she pathetic. She by crazy. <laughs> Like, are you okay? And it's not even a it's not even a, a badge of honor to be able to keep a man. But if you're gonna claim a motherfucker, at least let make sure they a motherfucker that don't have a problem claiming you back. Cause you looking crazy. Cause I was just about to ask you uh who the biggest who who the bigger loser, Martel or Sheree? Definitely Sheree. Because you claiming a motherfucker with no builder's license. Sad. Well, I mean, it does match with her fashion show with no fashion, so. True. A builder with no, li- a builders with no builder's license. How dreadful. Well, since we're here, we might as well get on into Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> Segway <Saint> Jones. <laughs> I want to say this. Every single person on this show who is acting like Marlo is not the issue, I will fucking fight you. <laughs> we like, can square up do you know how you do you know how much it pains me and i mean pains me to my core to the very fiber of my being to say that y'all gaslighting kenya more do you know how much it pains me to say that but i have to i'll take it one step further do you know how hurt 
how in awe, how downtrodden, how uh, despicable I feel to actually like Kenya this season because of how much y'all are actually gaslighting her. It's a damn shame. Let me Hope say Harlow. I think that's the part. Hold on, Fred. I think that's the part that gets me over Marlo. No, we we finna take a deep dive anyway, so we can talk about it. Sanya, you are corny. I don't want to see you no more. We gave you a fair shot. You let us know that you are nothing but a clown and a groupie and a footstool for people that you think are power players on this show. And it is mm. not a good look on you. And I am cool. Uh be well, beloved, but get the fuck off my TV screen because everything that Kenya said about Marlo regarding those nephews was absolutely fucking true. And any woman, especially any woman that's a parent, can sit up and be okay with what the fuck Marlo did to her nephews. Because let me be honest, it's not the fact that she didn't feel like she could raise them or give them everything they need. It's the fact that she expressed those things and other mean sentiments in those boys' faces. Sitting around telling them, I'm tired of y'all. Y'all could get out of my house. I don't want y'all here. I need space away from y'all. Y'all fucking with my peace. This is what you telling two boys who are already dealing with very, very deep abandonment issues because they mama is in fucking jail they don't want to be there with you any more than they want to be there with their aunt they want their fucking mother who is in jail so for you to to continue to dump dump on them and you know, add to the trauma that they experience and the separation anxiety and the abandonment issues. You're a fucking terrible person, and I'm glad Kenya said it. Right. And the fact that Kenya had to be the one to say it, because also, because we've said this, like, remember when this first happened, we called it. This is nothing but a, like, the boys' trauma is real. I'm not saying that. But Marlo took them in as a storyline to try to rebrand her image because now she finally got a peach. But one thing about that, one thing about that, you can't take the terrible lot to Marlo. And no. what the fuck happened? She took them in as a storyline, knowing the shit with their mom and all the trauma that they had. She's still being a terrible motherfucker. And then she being a terrible motherfucker towards them. And the true colors are showing and people with damn sense. And again, I have to reiterate this damn point. Kenya more of all damn people is like, bitch, this is wrong. And all of everybody else on the cast being like, oh my God, Kenya, how could you? Excuse me? Yeah, that's and, what's and, blowing me. And what's blowing me is that y'all don't even fucking like Marlo. A house, uh, a room full of parents, a room full of mothers are acting like what, what Marlo did was okay. And that is bothering the fuck out of my soul. Because I'm not going on no retreat with you, no trip with you, because you want peace after you dog the shit out your nephews and you want to escape the guilt of it all. No, bitch. I want like my I don't get it because Marlo broke, she ain't got no money to pay y'all. So why y'all sucking on her clip this goddamn hard? Uh huh. I said it, and I said it again. <laughs> shit. I'm sick of this shit. When Super Kenya Moore is the goddamn voice of reason, we have we we have a problem. God damn it. We absolutely do. 
We absolutely do. Um, Sonya running back to tell uh, Marlo what Kenya said and Kenya being, I mean, Marlo being weird, talking about Kenya, come talk to me. I'm with Kenya, bitch. I don't want to talk to you. You invited me on this trip. You asked me to come. I came. I'm still not fucking with you. I'm still not feeling your energy. I don't owe you nothing. Kenya don't owe Marlo no conversation. Kenya and Marlo have had so many conversations over the years where Marlo has apologized. Marlo has agreed to be better and do better when it comes to she and Kenya's interactions and trying to build a friendship. And every time she slapped Kenya in the fucking face. And honestly, you can just insert any of the girls with Kenya and it still will be correct. Like the mean shit that she goes out of her way to say to Kenya, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to have no conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Period. And also, it's not lost on me that you motherfuckers went gym mining at a place that is a full Trump supporter. To me, that was a very ugly misstep. Yeah, yeah. Very ugly. Very, very ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't a good look. Wasn't a good look at all. Was not a good look. Um, Drew thinks she be having zingers and it, it do not come across the way she think it do. <laughs> it really don't. Like barking and calling um Fatum a, a dog and all kind of shit. It didn't hit the way you thought it did. I, and it made I, you look crazy. I feel like we've said this constantly, but it bears repeating. More so because she keep doing the stupid shit. It's just Drew tries so hard. Like, so, 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 so hard. And I don't know if it's because she just wants to try to keep stay on the show because she they need some kind of income because we still don't know what the fuck a nigga named Ralph do. He ain't got no job for us we concern. Like, but it's just Drew, if you're going to try... At least be good at trying. You're not good at trying. You just look dumb. Very dumb. You look dumb. You look pressed. It looks goofy. Like the thing we're having zingers, the thing we're having zingers, the thing we're having wit, the thing we're having good um, charisma, good energy. I want to say energy because I mean, none of, nothing about good energy is on the show. But you know what I'm saying? Just, just having it. The thing about having it is that you just have it. You can't buy it. You can't force it. You can't like, like it has to come from within, beloved. And the problem, Drew Sador, is that from within you, there's nothing but sadness and, and, and patheticness. Um, and speaking of zingers, take a note from Kenya Moore because when Kenya Moore told Marlo, "Bitch, I am an icon. You're just an ex-con." That's a zinger. That's a zinger. That's a chef kiss zinger. Because Kenya has it, and you do not have it, Drew. You try, but you feel so, so, so awful. Speaking of, um, I'm going to detour real quick, because Magneta is on this show, who is Neil's ex-wife. 
And I don't know if you've paid attention today to social media, but Neo's current where I basically blasted him saying that for eight years he has cheated on her. He has had unprotected sex with other women while coming home and having unprotected sex with her and so on and so forth. To that, I want to say Magneta tried to tell you, bitch, but you were too busy being the mistress and trying to get your position changed to the wife, not understanding that a, a dog does not change his ways all that often. A dog gonna bark. A dog gonna bark like a dog every fucking time. Especially one with the, with the, with. A, first of all, why you trusted a man with a head that big is beyond me. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I don't feel sorry for his current wife. I'm not saying she deserves that treatment, but a lot of mistresses who end up becoming girlfriends and wives often forget how they got their man. Mm. You were rolling in the mud with Neo while he was cheating on Magneta, and now here you are, a victim to that same circumstance. And the thing is, you brought that on yourself. One thing about them tables. They're going to always turn. Can we just talk about the fact that Neo has been a despicable motherfucker for a very long time? And people very, very long time. Very, very long time. And what's so audacious about it is he don't even have a type of hairline where you should be despicable. <laughs> you have a humble hairline. A humble hairline with an audacious forehead, which is crazy. But most, like, if you know me well enough, you know I don't really fuck with neo music to begin with. I think he's a phenomenal writer. I think he writes incredible music for other people, but I typically don't like Neo's music. There's like two or three songs he have that I really fuck with. Other than that, I'm not no Neo fan. So I, I don't even give a fuck. You a terrible person, bro. Agreed. You can stay single. That's the thing. You rich. You could be single. Hello? But anyway, back to the show. Yeah, but back to the show. Mangetta is on the show. She's kind of a friend of the show. We get to the point after the whole, uh, at the gym mining uh, field trip, Fatum and Drew get into it again and, you know, they end up having it out. Um, they get back to the house and Marlo decides she's kicking everybody off the trip because nobody helped her forget the fact that she was shitty to her nephews. You want to get drunk and escape reality because you are a fucking terrible bitch who booted your nephews out of your home knowing that they needed consistency, they needed a routine, they needed a foundation to be laid for them, and you fucked it up with your ego. I mean, what more is there to say? And I honestly, I'm surprised this many of the ladies went on a trip. And I know, I know a lot of ladies go on these trips because you get paid by how many times you are in episodes and shit like that. Um, but I wouldn't have gone. I Nothing about what Marlo did with those nephews I can support. And I wouldn't put a dime in her fucking hand for nothing. I wouldn't go on no trips with her. I wouldn't do shit with Marlo after the way she treated them boys. Yeah, no. The bitch yep. is a clown. Let one of them old white men that you fuck give you some money, bitch. For sure. Yeah, leave and me think, the fuck alone. I think Kenya handled herself well. Yeah, I do. I I Kenya, Kenya handled herself well. I think Kenya is 
doing her part and not allowing the others to gaslight them because Kenya made a very good point to Sonya and then Sonya started scurrying like a fucking rat trying to act like she didn't understand what Kenya was saying. Uh, Sonya, you had an issue with how Drew was interacting with Sheree. So don't you fucking sit up here and tell me you don't see anything wrong with the things Marlo has gone out of her way to say to uh, Kenya lately bringing up mark bringing up brooklyn bringing up this bringing up that that's not even a talking point for me like it's just not it's just trash marlo you trash and i'm gonna be honest um I, i've said this since the season began and it bears repeating especially you know piggybacking off um how you started us covering the episode we're talking about assignment i keep coming back to this you are an Olympic gold medalist. Why the fuck are you on this show? Why are you on this show um, bootlicking? D- yes. Yes. I don't have a problem <laughs> with her being on this show. I got a problem with her being on this show and she's not a leader. When you are uh, an Olympic, uh, what, three-time Olympic gold four medalist? Time. Four times. Excuse me, four times. Why the fuck? Not only are you, why are you on this show licking Marlo of all goddamn people's Healed. Why? Why? It don't yeah. make sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's all I got for. Oh, also, Sheree, you are fifty fucking eight. You are too old to not be Googling simple business one-on-one practices. That little bit of game Candy gave you, that was business one-on-one. You should have known that. I feel like in a time where she, and 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 Candy made a good point about Sheba Sheree, how Sheree got one of the biggest brands that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> and I don't even think Candy was being shady, but like, she was like she is fucking iconic as a running joke. Yeah, like she Candy wasn't saying it to be shady, but that's what makes it even funnier. <laughs> and she gave you some good advice, some good tips for you to one get your company launched, and then you could shake back and get bigger investors and shit like that. But as we said several episodes ago, friend, I I want to say. There is no reason that Sheba Sheree is not at least selling cups and yoga mats yet. Right. Fitness is your thing, Sheree. Like, what is you doing? Yeah, fitness is your thing. Start building your fitness platform. But I also feel like... I also feel like she purposely is not doing that because if she don't, then she'll have something to be like, oh, I'm doing this, so keep me on the show or bring me back to the show even though it never goes anywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that is it for Atlanta. While we're here, we might as well stay in Atlanta. Let's talk about real uh let's talk about married to medicine. Um I want to make a couple things literally nobody and i mean nobody and nobody and the nobodyest of nobodies have ever asked cecil and simone for a fucking relationship advice book no. nobody asked for that 
Nobody. Please leave us alone. Um, also, it is very much so a turnoff to see that y'all have chosen uh, wealth solidarity over class solidarity and keeping ties with Amarosa. I will say this, I'm absolutely somebody who will cut people off for their political affiliations and ideologies and things like that. Um, just because it is harmful, it might not be harmful to you. You may be in a better position in life where the things that go on politically don't hurt you, don't harm you, don't mess up your bag, don't stop this, don't stop. But a lot of people that look like you suffer at the hands of politics specifically black people so to see you making statements in regards to um omarosa like we don't we don't cut people off for their political ties or their political affiliations that's some cowardice bullshit and you know it i also want to say that's a crock of shit because i can goddamn guarantee you um just picking back and off you and adding on to it with the class solidarity, I can guarantee you that if they had, if you, if they knew people with more progressive or dare I say like radical views, I can absolutely guarantee you they wouldn't be affiliated with them. So that in itself is a crock of shit. And not even that, let's take it a step further. I guarantee that white people who have worked with for and are for Trump you look at them much differently than you look at somebody who is not wanting to be associated and does not support Trump's bullshit. Like, honestly, I would respect you more if you said she's our friend. She's been a really good friend to us. And, you know, despite that situation, we, we appreciate her and we are going to continue on our friendship with her. Not even can't that. nobody, you can't can't nobody whip y'all ass about it. Yeah, they should could have just said shit. She our friend, and I mean, hey, I mean that is what it is. She our friend. She our friend. Like you didn't have to go. They didn't have to go to, with the whole, you know, political jargon speech, you know, and all that shit. She's just your friend, and that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all. Yeah. Now y'all might think she's stupid, but that's your friend. Um. <laughs> also, Speaking of a stupid friend. Hmm. Segway Jones. <laughs> Always and forever. I would like to go ahead and get to the meat and potatoes of the show. And that is this intervention for Dr. Heavenly put together by Contessa. Um, but when we say put together by Contessa, Contessa what, we, is the face of it, but Toya is the brains of it. Mm -hmm. And Toya put a battery in Contessa's back mm -hmm. to put together that intervention. First things first, and my friend, and, and Jeremy said it in a pregame, this was real fucking performative because putting together an intervention like Heavenly is a crackhead, like she is the mama from Holiday Heart, <laughs> was very fucking weird. And Heavenly is wrong. Heavenly is super fucking wrong. Once they rolled that footage back, Heavenly has said some mean and nasty shit about all of the ladies and used it for social media engagement. And to me, that is fucking corny. Yes. And especially corny when... Because here's the thing. Like, Heavenly wrong as fuck, but 
it's one of the things where like okay like the format of the shows right they all talk shit about each other in the confessionals that's why it's so hilarious you know at the reunions when they run it back and the ladies see oh this bitch said this so like that's the format of the show and we all understand it right but heavily took it a step further not only doing that on her own time not only doing that on social media but doing it in a platform outside of the show for her own game that you know like to me and you know i agree with you candace is like the step too far even for heavy you know that's where it's like okay girl now you you this is a lot even for you even for your ass okay um however however i feel like toya is a coward Absolutely. Toya has had heat on her chest for Dr. Heavenly for quite some time now since she became, um, how can I say this? I don't want to say she became more popular, but Dr. Heavenly has the juice that Toya used to have before Dr. Heavenly came on the show. Mm. Toya, mm. Toya and, and um, Mariah were the resident mean girls. Mm-hmm. And when Mariah left, Toya was the HBIC when it came to Mean Girl shit. And so now Dr. Heavenly, who has a mouth that is far slicker than Toya's has ever been, she cannot verbally go toe-to-toe with Dr. Heavenly. Wait, Heavenly wasn't a day one? No. No, Heavenly was not a day one. Ah. Wait, who were the day one? Uh, Quad, Mariah, Toya, Dr. Jackie and Dr. Simone. Oh, hmm. interesting. And then over time, we've seen some other girls pop in and pop out. Like, remember uh, Buffy and yeah, Carrie and, you know, shit like that. But no, initially, Dr. Heavenly was not part of the, the show. Well, she came in like maybe season two, three. Uh, I could Google it and find out. Um, no, I'll yeah. Google it. Continue. Continue. I feel like I feel like Toya put that battery in Contessa's back because she can't go toe to toe with with Heavenly, but she's been mad at Heavenly for quite some time. Now, my issue with Contessa is for you to be so fucking smart and for you to have oh. all the sense in the world, you cannot. No, you couldn't see when you was being used as a pawn in this situation. This is the same Toya who said you were lying about your situation with breast cancer. This is the same Toya that said you were lying when you when you told people your father's health had fallen really, really severely fast and he was not well at all. This is the same Toya who has cursed you out, called you all types of bitches hasn't wanted you at events, has talked shit about you. So why, it didn't seem suspicious to you when she came to you about putting together intervention for Heavenly? This girl don't like you. She don't even like you as recently as I want to say last season. Yeah. Last season, you and Toya were still at it. Yeah, because I remember, um, shit, because remember Toya getting mad that, uh, at Anila's event about Anila's uh remember the shit that happened at Anila's event yes not only that but also um heavenly I mean not heavenly it's uh Toya getting mad at at, uh Simone for like 
being because remember they got into it like stop talking about COVID. Da, 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 da. Like remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I looked it up. You're right. Doc, Heavenly and Lisa Nicole joined in season two. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um. So, I, like I said, I feel like I feel like Contessa. You said you haven't spoken to Heavenly in five months. If this has really been bothering you, this was a conversation you could have had privately with Heavenly. Again, just as yeah, she's Heavenly said some really nasty shit about the other ladies. Uh, but I also feel like if they really wanted to address it, they would do it privately as well. There was no need for an intervention like she was gonna die from from doing crystal meth. Like it felt like all of like watching that whole thing, I'm like an intervention, like she on crack. Like all of a sudden I'm expecting Joe Clark to come in there, like, you smoke crack, don't you, Heavenly? Like it was so weird. Now, Heavenly. You got a lot of nerve doing the shit that you're doing on social media to people, to women you claim are your friends, because if those women turned around and were on their social media and talking shit about you and Dr. Damon and rumors that they may have heard about Dr. Damon or rumors about you or rumors about your relationship and lack thereof or whatever the case may be, you would be ready to beat these women up. There would literally probably be very little we could we anybody would be able to do besides hold you back physically from going and trying to jump in those girls' faces about talking shit about you and Dr. Damon. So it just is really fucking weird that you are choosing to go this route of all things. Like, girl, you the same motherfucker that was ready to beat to um beat Carrie up because um she called Damon uh Dr. Daddy. Yes. And um and you said this in the pregame, Candace. The the problem with Heavenly is that she a mean girl, but like most mean girls, she can dish it out, but she can't take it. She cannot at all. At all. And also just to you know, um say this, the, the, what made it even more performative and corny is that Contessa of all the girls, you damn near about the only one that can fight. So, like, if you really had a problem with Heavenly, which, I mean, it's fair. I mean, Heavenly wrong as fuck. You could have just pulled up on Heavenly. You didn't have to have this performative ass intervention. You could have just... <laughs> you, but you're the only one that can fight. You in quad. For sure. Like, what is this? Like, this, this was... it. This wasn't a Contessa thing. This was a Toya, and it just played out by Contessa thing. That's what the fuck this was. That's all it, it was. It was a performance. That's literally what it was, a performance. And Contessa doing all that shit, getting loud, screaming and all that shit. Like, you got an opportunity to get your point across. What is you doing all of that for? But let me be honest. And as Jeremy said, the format of how these shows are set up on Bravo, people people on these shows talk shit about each other all of the time. And, yeah. and that's why when we make it to the reunion, shit is so spicy because pe- the, the people on these shows have had a chance to see all of the shade. Um, so also, we watched in real time your husband treat you like shit, Contessa. Mm. And I do agree that you're projecting some of this. You are very passive aggressive in general. We watched in real time and Scott treated you like shit. 
You know what you know what annoys me about it though, Candace, is that Contessa is passive aggressive when she wants to be. Cause remember when she just flat out, you know, called Eugene the biggest bitch of all. So she got she, she got big clear energy when she wants to. Yeah. But in this situation, she doesn't at all. Cause you're not standing up in your shit. At we all. saw in real time how Scott acted. We saw in the reunions how Scott was acting. Yeah. We saw all of this play out in front of our eyes and Dr. Heavenly didn't say anything more about the marriage than what we've seen on TV. Now, should she be discussing you and your marriage and your partner in any capacity outside of a private group chat or with you? No. But you acting like she, she, he, she was dropping tea that we didn't already know and see about. Right. So give it up, delicious. Um that's I, all I have. That's all I have. I want to go to Mississippi for the season two premiere of the Bell Collective. Now you're talking about some hooting and hollering. Let me tell you something. The very first episode of this season is a reminder that men are a lot of women's downfalls because we are back and we are back with. The same cast, except for we don't have the dentist with us anymore. We have a new real estate agent with us name who, whose nickname is So Gucci. Um, but we have Marie, we have Letitia, we got um Tambra and Latrice returning. And all four of those women in, in this first episode are having nigga issues. Nigga knocks, if you Letitia will. Letitia and, and Glenn are not together because it is outside baby shit. Uh, Marie don't know where, we don't know where the fuck her husband at. <laughs> uh, Tambra uh, is trying to do, uh, I, let me, hmm. to, Mm. We gonna come back to Tamper in this baby situation because I've never seen a stupider bitch. Put a pin. Um, and then we got Latrice and this old ass nigga Cliff trying to have a fucking baby and she don't want no motherfucking babies. But can so we start? Can here. we start with him? Can we start with Dunn? Because I got let some words. Say, let me say this: You have five children. Five. And I guarantee you have five children that you did not have a huge hand in the upbringing and the rearing of them outside of financial responsibility. I am almost certain that a majority of the heavy lifting when it came to these five children was handled by their mother or mothers. If there's multiple of them, I'm not sure. I do not care. Absolutely. I think he's a traditional, he's a traditional nigga. So you, you know, absolutely. He did continue. So I am very much so confused as to why at this point in your life, when you are a senior citizen, when you are a AARP card marrying, carrying motherfucking member, <laughs> <Flaudrant slip. laughs> why you are trying to have a fucking newborn. Mm. And it's so weird because in a lot of situations like this, these tables be turned. It'd be the young wife on kids and the husband, the, the older husband who already has kids don't want no more kids. Mm. The girl, she doesn't want any fucking kids. To me, that would be the, that's the biggest benefit of marrying an older man outside of the, the access to their wealth and their money 
is that a lot of times when younger women marry older men, they really don't be wanting no more kids. She don't want no more kids. She don't want any kids. You y'all have five. She's a stepmother of five. Leave her the fuck alone. And not only that, you old, you goddamn fossil. I don't understand why you want more kids because it ain't like you really doing shit. I, don't know, how- I, I think you want. I think he wants her to have kids, and she said it as well to slow her down. I think he is quite jealous of the level of success that mm-hmm. she has in her businesses. I mm-hmm. think that she is moving and shaking a little too much for him, and he wants to sit her down. And babies do that. And you, you, you a whole motherfucking lie, Cliff. You a whole motherfucking lie. When you talk about kids, don't slow women down. Kids slow every fucking body down. Right, exactly. He her biggest hater because he all of this stems from he is he is knee deep and entrenched and stenched in patriarchy. Yeah, and like, I mean, and she, and she is too to some degree, but especially with him because he he even flat out said it like he won't. Because, like, when she was cooking for him and he, she was staying in the confessional, he wants to, you know, he is he is controlling. He's really traditional. He, you know, still, he's invested in all that old-ass, you know, traditional patriarchal bullshit, and he wants her to have another kid so he can slow her down and so she can be more of a stay-at-home wife that he wants. But my question to that is, sir, what the fuck do you do? Because in order for that stay-at-home wife shit to work, somebody has to be pulling the bulk of the financial weight. And I am sorry, but she is making far, 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 far more money than you are at your advanced ass age. So I am just confused as to why you want this woman. Well, I know the reason, but I am confused as to why you think this is a good idea. Absolutely. Other than just being a hater to your wife, which is some fuck shit on your part. Correct. Uh, Tambra. <laughs> How, mm. Say it. Say it. Say it. God gave you nose, but he did not give you brain. Because <laughs> in what world do you think that you have fertility issues when you have never had unprotected sex with your fucking boyfriend. <laughs> Bitch, are you okay? I felt like I was being punk when she said that. <laughs> y'all have never had unprotected sex to know if y'all could conceive naturally. You have had the fibroids and shit removed. You don't... Girl? and who is your doctor because i got some questions for them because one of the first things the doctors ask you as a woman as a woman that's all right (laughs) when you are sexually active they ask you are you on birth control are you if you're trying are you trying to get pregnant and if you are trying to get pregnant are you on any type of birth control or anything? Or have you recently gone off birth control or anything? Are you, you know, like, I am so confused that you having unprotected sex, I mean, having protected sex every time you and this man are intimate together and then talking about potential fertility issues. Girl, Sonny, what? If, Sonny, if little Tommy had two If little Tommy 
has one dingling and you put a condom over it, what is the probability <laughs> that a baby can be conceived? Girl. Tamara, are you smart? <laughs> like Tamara, are you smart? Are you? You not. You couldn't be. That fucking doctor told y'all to take the fucking condom off and, and, and enjoy the rodeo. He was he was looking at them like, uh, is are you, ma'am? <laughs> also, let me let me say this. Uh, just as a woman, I Google things. I like to you know understand how process how the process works with kids. And um, in order to be diagnosed as having fertility issues, several things have to take place first. Like there, it could be very a very obvious thing. Like let's say maybe you don't have fallopian tubes, or you know what I'm saying something like that, or whatever the case may be. But for people, for women who uh, or people, let me say that for persons who have all of their reproductive organs, a uterus, a healthy uterus, fallopian tubes, ovaries, and so on and so forth. In order to be diagnosed as having fertility issues, you've had to have, you've had to been trying consistently for a year, at least a year to get pregnant and it doesn't happen. That's when you can go to a fertility specialist. That's when they'll start running the test on you and your partner and figuring out what's what, if there's an issue and so on and so forth. Now right. your doc, your oh your uh, GYN may tell you they may see something like oh you have some you have fibroids on your uterus they it could be hard for you to get pregnant or you have PCOS which can make ovulation hard or something like that. However, you you a fertility specialist is not willing to see you for unless you have obvious fertility issues. Like I said, if you don't have all your reproductive organs, but for the most part, first thing they're going to ask you is. Have you been trying consistently for a year to get pregnant naturally? We know y'all ain't been trying because you ain't never stopped using condoms with the nigga. Child, Gonzo, get the fuck on somewhere. That's what I got to say about that. Big nose, big dummy ass girl. Now shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then where Tambra is concerned, Letitia's friend comes in and was like, ask Tamra, do she know, have a problem with me? Girl, that girl don't even know who the fuck you are. First things first, I can't stand the old woman to woman ass bitch. If you fucking her nigga, go tell her. But you going to, you going to a middle person and putting that girl in the middle of some bullshit because you too much of a coward to reach out and say, hey, I'm having an affair. I just, I noticed by way of social media and things I've heard around town that you and the old boy is together. And, and me and him have been fucking consistently. We have never stopped. We are still fucking. We are still involved. And going on about your motherfucking business? That's some weirdo shit. Do she, not, do she got a problem with me? She don't know you exist, sweet pea. So very, very weird. Very, very weird. Very weird for y'all to be as grown as y'all are. Um, and then Letitia and Glenn, I don't, I don't know. A nigga why named Glenn. Why are you crying? 
Why are you it's, crying about a nigga that is, has who is so trifling that he would have an affair and then hide the, the side baby from you? Because she still love that nigga. And how long ago did we watch the reunion of Bell Collective and you still don't know if that's your motherfucking husband's break ba- outside baby? Right, because I was about to say, Bell Collective been off for about a year, a year plus change, right? Yeah. You still ain't found out if that's his baby? And I'm going to tell you how I know that's his baby. Because if it wasn't his baby, he would be screaming to the mountaintops that it ain't his baby. Right. That's his baby. And you sitting up in your mama kitchen crying and shit. And, and you know, all that shit. The thing is, you ain't did shit wrong. What you crying for? That nigga fucked up his family. Pretty much. But you know why she crying. And then that motherfucker proposed again and you found out he was texting other bitches on the same night that he proposed to you. Would you why would you cry over a motherfucker like that? I don't have tears to share for nobody like that that treat me like that. A nigga named Glenn. And he got the nerve to be territorial and jealous and shit. Wow. I will admit, Letitia looks really good. First of all, she's always pretty. I'm not taking that from her. Um, she says she wants to start eating better, living better, being better. And she's lost quite a bit of weight. She looks really phenomenal. Yes. But you dumb over a nigga named Glenn, baby, and I don't know why. A nigga named Glenn. We got a nigga named Ralph and a nigga named Glenn. Yeah, I don't I don't get that at all. That's That's beyond me. Cause he he would have he could kiss my whole asshole. Then the motherfucker showed up talking about I never thought it we would be like this. I never thought it up. would come to this picking up picking up my son from your mother house. Okay, nigga. Well, good thing they don't pay you to think because you would <laughs> or never get a check for it. Uh, you didn't think it would. You come didn't to think this. you would get caught. Yeah, you I was about to say that's what you meant to say. You didn't think you would get caught having no outside baby. So obviously thinking is not your strong suit, Glenn. That's that's what it that's what it was. You didn't think you would get caught. You can spell think without Glenn. I could tell you that. <laughs> you can spell think without Glenn. <laughs> 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 you are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh Marie Spear is still nasty, but uh, uh I will say that her intro back to the to the world was very heartbreaking what yeah. her son is going through i really didn't have the words for that um that was that was rough that was real rough that was really rough but what i will say is this when you see a woman like marie who has the resources the finances and the access to to provide a a, a comfortable life for her kids this is what we this is what it should look like she is really adamant about her son staying in school and finishing school so that he could build a a future for him and his kids. That's what you're supposed to do. That boy don't need to drop out of school to, to have to scrape and scrimp to get by because I'm going to be honest, no amount of no job that he's going to find is going to afford him the life, him and his child, the lifestyle that his mom can. So there's no reason to waste time working no dead end job. Work the motherfucking books. Work that education. Find a path that can lead you to success so you could be a provider for your children. 
and allow your mama to be there for you and do the things that you need done to provide a place for y'all to stay, to help you with food, to make all like it. Cause she got it. Yeah, she the got it in spades. Money, the bitch making money hand over foot. Yeah, she got it in spades. So allow your mom to do that for you and you focus on getting an education and figuring out what's next in your future and stay out of trouble and stay out them streets. Agreed. Because those streets snatched your, your child's mom away from you. And I don't know what that young woman was into. She could have just been in the wrong place at the wrong fucking time. Right. But the way they shot that goddamn car up, some 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 was a, a miss there. Yeah. And I'm truly thankful and glad that that baby came out of that situation unharmed. Because that could have been all bad. All right. Um, Marie, I, you estranged from your husband. Get what the fucking divorce what is all sitting around staying married and dating <laughs> like you motherfuckers is married and single yeah. I'm gonna say something real shady <laughs> leave, leave the motherfucking get out of these fucking relationships that don't serve you and I, I say this and I say it and I mean it I love Mike love our marriage but if either one of us got up one day and decided that our marriage was no longer serving us and we just were not happy, I'm not about to try to tether myself to him and he shouldn't tether himself to me. Happiness should be the key. Come on, staying Mars. For, staying for the sake of staying so you can say you married or got a man is dumb. It's dumb. Prioritize your happiness. Because you can't thrive when you're miserable. You, you can't win. You're going to hit a brick right wall. No, you're going to hit a brick wall every time when you're miserable. Mm-hmm. Let them niggas go. Them niggas was out here being single. These men was married fucking men with girlfriends. More Martells. Let these motherfuckers go so they can actually be single. Now Glenn talking about I'll fight for my family. I won't be home. I want uh, Tisha home, and it, no, you don't. You don't if you did, you wouldn't have been doing what you was doing. Hello, talking about that was eight years ago. No, you when you reproposed to that woman, and you was texting another bitch the same night. You was not. No, you don't want to be married, and that's okay. But let that woman go on about her business so she can find a motherfucker that want to be with her and give her the type of relationship she desires. And that's one that's of traditional monogamy. Because if I'm not mistaken, if I remember the first season correctly, it's not lost on me that, that the issues that they were having was that he wanted her to, just like um, uh, Latrice, she, she wanted, she wanted, Glenn wanted her to slow down and they wasn't having enough sex because he, he wasn't getting what he considered womanly duties, aka sex, because she was about her paper and shit. Yep. Because I ain't forgot about that shit. Then, then a, a, a year and a half later, here this shit go. They ain't lost on me. Them, them two events is not um distant. They connected. You ain't smart, a nigga named Glenn. You're not smart. Mm-mm. You was your wife's biggest hater. 
you was hating the fact that she didn't have enough time to suck your dick because she was out there making that paper. And not only that, when uh, Latrice has her little high tea thing, we finally get introduced to So Gucci, who is like a really big real estate agent out there. And she is selling millions of dollars worth of real estate or whatever. Um, but something, when it stuck out to me that when they asked Letitia or Tisha or Tasha, whatever her name is, when they asked her about the outside baby and she talking about, if I found out his baby, see, I'm going to want to, I'm going to want to take, I'm going to want the baby to come with us. And when So Gucci said, girl, if that's his baby, let him handle that. That ain't got shit to do with you. And I felt that in my spirit. If that motherfucker wanted you to have a part in his outside baby's life, he would be telling you that that's his motherfucking baby. He ain't told you yet. And then you sitting up there with him arguing in another scene, talking about what made you think you could give raw sex to another woman and then come home to me and have sex with you because he don't respect you. There. Yeah, the answer is the question. He don't respect you. That's why. He did it because he could. And you stayed and you still crying and sharing tears and talking about the the next woman baby being your baby and all kind of weird shit. Get the fuck out of here. Let I'm that nigga go. Season. It looked like it's going to be good and messy. Good and fucking messy. Yeah, I'm here for it. Truly. I am. But let's wrap this up and go over to DC. Yes. Um, winter. They've been dr- they drug your ass for all the seasons. Winter, summer, spring, fall. They had smoke for it all. You was out of here, bitch. They got you smoothed up out of here. You're a liar, and you're a weirdo. And let me start off by saying this, because I don't know if I said it last week, but I'm saying now. And if I did say it, I'm gonna repeat it. You're not going to tell me you're nobody's minister and you're going around collecting dirt on other women's husbands. That is not of God. That is not what God loved. That is not the God you serve that would even condone that type of weirdo ass behavior. God was not glorified. At all. So don't give us that minister shit. You're a mean girl. You're using the wrong M. You're nobody's minister, but you are a mean girl. You are full of shit. You don't have no receipts on these two men. And don't play that, oh, I don't want to be responsible for putting that out there because I feel like it was sent to me in malice. Of course, bitch, it was sent to you in malice. What are you thinking? And you doing exactly what they want you to do. They know you're not going to, if somebody sends some shit to you, they know you're not going to put it out, but you're going to put the shit in the air. You're going to stir up speculation, mess, and drama. And again, what I always say, if you're going to do that, stand up in it. If you're going to be the villain, you can't be a villain and a victim at the same time. It don't work. Also, Monique, you full of shit, too, because you acted like you and Winter had been good, good friends, too. It wasn't until after the show aired, you start talking about, well, we've known each other for like 15 years, but we don't really hang out and we don't really talk like that. We check in with each other from time to time. That's not the picture you painted on the show initially. And also, in what world are you friends for 15 years with somebody, but y'all don't really talk? Girl, what? (laughs) Y'all are associates at best. Right. And at best is being kind. Very kind. Full of shit. You are, Monique. Mm-hmm. Um, 
again, I will say that to me, this season, this premiere season was better than Love and Marriage Huntsville because everything felt authentic. Yeah, even down to the drama, even down to the the drama within the marriages. Um, it was good once they stopped focusing on Monique. Yeah. Not even I, Chris, just Monique. Jamie Tyler is, is very, very old school. He is one of those uh, don't air your dirty laundry uh, outside this house type of niggas. A Martell ass nigga. Um, he's worse than Martell to me, if we are to be honest, because he's so much older than Martell. He is truly and deeply indebted in what happens in this house, stay in this house. And every time his wife speak up and get in, and she's upset or she brings up some shit that happened, he, why would you tell that? Why would you say that? Why would you say that on TV? Why and would you do that? And it's like, why? well, nigga, why would you do it? <laughs> She's absolutely in her right to feel like she was slighted when she was younger because she had to give up so much for your for your career to flourish. And instead of fighting her tooth and nail on it, just be a man like quick, like quick, quick, absolutely acknowledges that who he is today came at the sacrifice of his wife's dreams. When they were younger. He absolutely acknowledges that, which is why he's standing 10 toes down on seeing her do the things that she really wants to do now. Jamie, this is a similar situation. Right. Instead of being mad that she's speaking on it, why not pour into what she wants to do and help her fulfill that? Because you owe it to her. That's all we're asking you to do. You fighting tooth and nail to she making me seem like a bad husband. She may no, you make well. yourself seem like that by not just by not listening and acknowledging the pain she felt by having to sacrifice everything so one of y'all could win. Right. And now that you and now that y'all have the means that both of y'all can win, you still want to be selfish. Which that is what's making you a bad husband, nigga. Not her talking about it. You, you, you are the problem in this. One thing about it for me, and in a perfect world, when two people get together, especially early on in life, in a perfect world, they can both accomplish and achieve their dreams together as a unit and, and things of that nature. However, in the real world, we have to acknowledge that a lot of times successful men build their successful brands on the backs of the women supporting them and standing behind them. Is it right? No. But does it happen quite a bit? Yes. My thing is when you get the means and the opportunity to uh, pour back into your partner and, and 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 open up the space for them to chase their dreams and do the things that they've wanted to do. That that's what sets the difference in a loving marriage and somebody who just wanted uh, someone doing the, the heavy lifting for them. The emotional so, and domestic, the, the emotional and domestic level. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, you've got to stop being so stubborn and bullheaded and recognize that Arena gave up a lot so that Jamie Tyler could come to be who he is now. 
Like, stop being so stubborn. Nigga, you're 85. Stop it. For sure. Um, they have some some beautiful children. Let me they say do. that. When little Jamie and Jason came out, I hadn't paid attention much to the season. I mean, I paid attention, but not, you know, to them particularly looking at them. Um, very handsome, very handsome sons. Um, I'm glad to see that for, you know, as of now, little Jamie is free, even though he was doing, may have been doing some shit he shouldn't have been doing. I hate to see the prison system try to railroad our people into the system, especially for nonviolent crimes. Um, when white people oftentimes get a slap on the wrist for it so I hope he does get a slap on the wrist I hope he continues to turn his life around and do the, the, the more positive things in life it ain't shit in these streets the streets don't love nobody never have never will and you know that's where I'm at with that but Jason Jason he is fucking hilarious yes and this this dynamic, them allowing us to see their family dynamic has been one of my favorite parts of this season. I think a lot of people try really hard to hide when they have special needs children, hide them and, and protect them and shelter them and keep them from the world um, because they don't want people to be negative and nasty to them. Um, but I think it's important for us to see black families who have special needs children and what the what their day to day looks like in having special needs children. I think that's extremely important. So I, I was really glad to see that. Um, I hope that the show is renewed for a second season. I did enjoy it. I would love to see him back and maybe add one more couple to the mix. I think it would be really cool. I, I think all of these couples, good, bad, or indifferent, were very transparent, down to Chris and Monique. And Chris didn't lost a lot of weight. He looks really good. Oh, yeah. Like, I, he I lost, can tell you, like, he, he lost, he lost like, a lot he, of weight. He looks really good. He meant what he said when he was talking about changing his eating habits because of shows. He, um, I I like Chris far more than I like Monique. That's what this show did. For this me. show did nothing for Monique. It, in my it opinion. afforded her nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, I again, Chris is a man and a straight man at that, so he's never going to be perfect or anything like that. But he seems committed to doing the work on himself, so that he could do the work within his marriage. So that he could be the husband that he that Monique deserves. To me, that is a huge indicator of growth and somebody that's in it to win it. Monique, if you want to be married to this man, you you can stand to make some changes too. Because you are very stubborn, very pig-headed, very unwilling to compromise when it comes to certain things with Chris, as we've seen. So I feel like I hope while while Chris is doing all of this work, you're doing some too. Much rather you do that than with pushing them damn oils, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, Winter talking about if she would have known that all this drama was gonna happen, she wouldn't have came on the show. Bitch, you are the drama. <laughs> You are absolutely the drama. You you lied. You bullshitted. You talk shit. And I think Ashley made a good point. 
that she throws stones and hide her hands. She, I would never speak on somebody's husband. Well, I've heard things about Quick and Jamie. Oh, I would never speak on somebody's marriage. Oh, well, you know, uh, Jamie and Quick seem to be this, that, or the third, and this is blah, blah, blah. Like, again, if you're going to fuck around, fuck, fuck around, around expeditiously. Stand up in your shit. And I'm glad they rolled the tape back of you throwing shots um, when you were on the Carlos King show. You mm -hmm. like drama. You like mess. Don't try to pretend like you don't because you do. You, 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 are the mess, up, girl. you are the mess. And you kept up a whole fucking lot of it the whole season. And the thing is, you can be the mess. It's, why, it's part of what keeps these shows going, but stand up in it. That's all. And I, I appreciate Jamie. I mean, I appreciate Quick and Chris holding Jamie accountable as well. When it came to Raina voicing her frustrations about things that have happened in their marriage that they haven't asked, that she hasn't really gotten over. And he keeps like basically ignoring her when she talks about it. I'm glad to see the men had held him accountable. It was like, bruh, no. Right. And I appreciated quick talking about how social media, reality TV, and so on and so forth don't break relationships up. The shit that you're doing in your relationship could break it up. Agreed. Because Ashley made a good point about how people do shit and don't provide actual context. Like posting a picture of a DJ Quick hugging somebody in the club whole time and the person claiming they fucking with him whole time in that same picture if you would have if you would have saw the whole picture and not with the person cropped out you would have seen ashley standing 10 feet away while he took a picture with a fan right you know what i'm saying so i'm i am absolutely glad to see that you know i would say ashley and quick my favorite couple on the show I do like them. I do like that he doesn't have an issue being held accountable. I do like that he doesn't have an issue allowing his wife to walk and speak her truth without him taking it to heart and taking it as a jab at him and his character. When she speaks, when she expresses herself, he not glaring at her like, you better not say that shit on TV or whatever. He absolutely stands in the fact that who he is is because of what his wife sacrificed. And now he's putting himself in a position where she doesn't have to sacrifice, but she can full-heartedly uh, explore her dreams and do the things that she's been wanting to do. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a whole lot. Not saying it's right that she had to make all those sacrifices, but at least she's with somebody, not at least, but she's with a man who acknowledges that those sacrifices were made and he's supporting her how, in every way possible, knowing that she's made those sacrifices so that she can do the things that she really wants to do that really matter to her. I hope they keep this momentum going. I hope that he's not just doing this for TV because um, I really do want them to be committed to staying happily married. They seem like a, a, a good time and a fun couple. Agreed. So that's all I had. That's all I had. Well, we fuck with y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll be back next week. 
bringing y'all the mess and the chaos. Uh, your favorite uh, dastardly duo, uh, keeping you on your toes. And with that said, we out. Peace, niggas.